Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Yeah. Well, this is just in my mind. 
I'm making this a possibility for my team. Shohei Otani has basically left the Angels. They shut him down already for the pitching situation because he can't throw the ball anymore. So he's batting. He basically had the MVP wrapped up. They shut him down. He cleared his entire locker out, basically signifying what he's done, at least for the season. But is he done with this team full throttle? I I, I want to say a lot about it. I'm going to let you go first, Chandler. Your thoughts on the Shohei Otani situation that just happened this weekend. Well, yeah, he's done with the Angels. And the funny part of it is this. They, nobody knew he had cleaned his locker, including the general manager. When the team's own media, and, you know, every team has their little media team, you know, the, the announcers or whatever, they got their own little, basically, they, little, they, they work for just their PR. Part, they're part of their PR team, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. I'm a journalist. No, you're not. You work for the Angels. You're a damn Angels PR flag. They went in the clubhouse. Everybody go over to Otani Locker. Locker empty. Hey, where's Otani? Then the GM. No, um, you see, what had happened was, yeah, okay, what had happened? Then it was, oh, no, well, there was an oblique. He got a problem with his oblique, so we were going to shut him down anyway, and he's going to go work on getting his UCL done. Man, listen, Otani looked around. He's heard that report about Let's say he was, there was like a 2% chance he was thinking about staying. And then the owner comes out and says, yeah, well, you know, if Mike Trout want to go, we'll trade him too. Oh, Tony's like, oh, okay. Yeah, listen, you, hey, clubhouse boy, pack up my shit. <laughs> he is done. <laughs> he is done with them, okay? And honestly, I, I don't think he goes to the Dodgers. Um. Because the Dodgers ain't gonna pay the money, and I think he wants to. He wants to go to a team that's gonna be in the thick of it every year. <clears throat> He's done with the Angels. They have screwed this thing up so badly. They have screwed this up so badly. Now Artie Moreno has just lost about a billion dollars off the price of their team when he tried to sell it this all season. But yeah, Otani, man, listen. When when the team don't know you left. You know it's bad. Um, now this is what I'm gonna say, right? Um, personally, I'm I'm being biased, and I don't care how people feel. We got the best farm in baseball, being the Minnesota Twins. Dump the farm in the Anaheim. You know what I mean? Dump everybody, everybody in there, because they the Angels need every prospect possible. There is nothing there. They have no pieces that I feel like could brighten their future there. Like, do as much as y'all can to at least. He don't even have to pitch like that. Like, we could pitch him once in a while. Hell, we, I throw Hente Maeda in there. Look, you could have Hente. We give you Hente Maeda and a whole bunch of pieces that we could go crazy with. Here, you could have him and bring him here in Minnesota, and he could be whatever he want to be. He could be first base. He could pitch here and there. We Look, you could just be DH. We could do that and go crazy. Matter of fact, I'll throw Buxton in there. You want Byron Buxton? Here, we'll, you could take him too. We, we, we'll throw some pieces in there. What bothers me about the situation, because I'm a baseball fan, I love baseball, is I asked you this question here on this network before. I asked other people as well. Who would you get rid of, Mike Trout or Shohei Otani? And remember, we all agreed oh. that we would get rid of Trout because of Trout's injury history. 
Shohei's gone. I hear you saying that Trout may be gone. I don't know, but I, I really feel like if they get rid of Trout, contract the team. There's nothing there unless you really are hung ho on rebuilding this whole team. Are they really going to start from the ground up to watch this take two to four years to turn around? I feel like that may be the time of a duration of a turnaround, especially in the AL West where things like that can happen. But if they lose those two players in a matter of time, like the Mets lost Scherzer and Verlander, and that's shell-shocking, even though I'm not an Angel fan. But to lose these players of a caliber in a season like this, it's is alarming to me. At least I'll, I'll speak on my behalf. I won't even speak on y'all behalf. I'll speak for me. I couldn't watch this happen. Mike Trout is one of my favorite players. I cannot lie. I cannot lie. I love the way the guy plays the field. He's a bomb threat at the plate. He just can't stay healthy. I, I feel like he's the Anthony Davis of baseball. Like, get that boy some spinach, milk, and corn. Like, I don't know what you got to do to put him together for him. And, and Solidate, look, you see how Mike Trout look? Mike, he's, Mike Trout's built like a house. He, he's a linebacker. Like, how are you hurt all the time? I just don't get it. And now Shohei, like, you can't even keep him healthy nor keep his interest in the building at Anaheim. It's like, wh- why did you waste that kid's time there? If he loses the MVP, which I hope he don't, that's a slap in the face. Like, shoot, go in there and bunt. Like, I, I don't care. Like, let him get his t- You weren't expecting that to happen on your losing organization. You guys haven't been the same since 2002. Since Mike Sosha left, they have not been the same. That's just me. I'm I'm puzzled with everything that's going on in Anaheim right now. But this is alarming news. Okay, I, I did not see this. Mike is now in the building. Mike Harvey, welcome to the brunch. Good morning. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. Fighting this head cold. Listen to you guys talk about Shohei. Um, thanks for having me. Okay, your, your thoughts on this or or – Turn it to Chandler either or which what do you prefer? No, I mean I I think this he's probably done. I think the organization has tried. The problem is they don't have much of a farm. They tried signing a bunch of uh free agent stop gaps to try to uh make this team competitive. And they look like they could be competitive for the first couple months of the season and then they just kinda of fell off. Um I do think I, I agree with Chandler. I think once they started saying that Mike Trout could be had if he really wanted out, um, that kind of spelled the beginning and the end for Shohei. Uh, I I think this though, this team obviously wasn't going to be in the postseason. Uh, why, if I'm Shohei, I'm thinking, why am I going to continue to uh, lay it on the line for a team that pretty much has no chance? Uh, listen, I'm going to go ahead and try to get my arm fixed because he he's not going to pitch again until 25. Uh, maybe some relief appearances towards the end of next year, but I doubt it. To me, if I sign this guy, I sign him to hit in 24 as a designated hitter, and I plan on him pitching in 2025. And I'm not sure because he's got filthy stuff. Uh, this is a second Tommy John surgery. We know that the odds of bouncing back and being just as strong after the second surgery goes down dramatically after the first. I'm not sure that I don't have a conversation with him because they, uh, they already instituted the Shohei rule, right? So whereas you could come in and pitch, and then if you go come out of the game, you don't lose that your eligibility is DH. So they instituted that for him. 
Um, so I'm thinking that I probably, at least for 25, have a talk with Shohei about possibly being a closer. Uh, only because uh, less less wear and tear on the arm, a few more, I mean, more outings, but not as many pitches each time. Uh, you know, Smoltz did it after his second Tommy John surgery and was very successful at it. Now, I'm not sure that I don't have a conversation with him about being a closer. You can impact more games that way uh, on the mound and with your bat. So, I mean, we will see. I I slightly disagree with Chandler. I do think the Dodgers will be in play for him. I think the Giants will be in play, but I don't know that he wants to go there. This Giants offense, even though they're still in the race, has been very bad. Um, I think Seattle will be in play, and I think the New York teams are going to try. You know, when he first got here, he originally said he wanted to be on the West Coast. He didn't want to go East. Now that he's had a few years to kind of develop an impression instead of just what he read about it, uh, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But uh, to your point, TP, I don't think they will contract this team, but this team's going to be bad, especially if they get rid of both these guys. I don't think this team's going to be any better than the Oakland slash Las Vegas slash Nashville, wherever they end up ace. Uh, it's it's bad in, in Anaheim. And at least Oakland's got some prospects, and they got a future. Well, we'll see how the AOS holds it together, because at least two teams in California, their, their future does not look bright. Well, one is probably going to leave California. I really feel like it's going to go to Vegas, and Vegas is the new thing, but the Angels, if they lose Trout, Otani in the same season, they just lost, what, so many pieces to the Yankees as well? Like, um, who just went to the Yankees? Rodon and them, right, I, I, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they, they're losing piece after piece. Nobody's trying to stay there. That, like, Chandler's right. Like, the management ownership, they are not trying to hold anybody accountable nor hold pieces there to fill the seats. Like, if you ever watched an Angel game, have you ever watched an Angel game? Like, the Angels look every game like it's a scrimmage. Like, there's nobody there. That that mountain in, in center, the, the, the water's running. Like, nobody's out there entertaining that. If you look in left field, there's a ton of empty seats. You could sit front row if you wanted to. You could sit right there in the home run patch in left field and just sit there with a, a doggone fishing net to just get home run balls. Like, you could do whatever you want there. There's nobody there. I went out there. Uh, a guy that's close to me, his name is Craig, a.k.a. Groove. We went out there and drove by that stadium. It, it looked like a ghost town out there in Fullerton and Anaheim. It's, it's bad. They don't have any attraction, no draw. And what eats that up is right next to that stadium is Disneyland. So the attraction ain't even that baseball team at all. They are going to Disneyland or, if you know, if it gets cold, even though baseball's over, they more turn their attention toward the Ducks. You know, like they, they, they have no draw unless they could really pull back that 2002 team and, just keep them on the fountain of youth and, and just keep you there. Other than that, I don't see anything there. That's why Shohei up and left. Like you don't think I think Shohei would be a team player to sit around and like watch that happen. And it didn't unfold the way that I think they want him to be there. I want to hear more from the people upstairs. I can't just watch Shohei just leave and nobody say nothing. Nobody saying nothing. You guys are sitting there frozen, and you getting ready to want to watch one of the best players. Well, let me say this correctly. You're going to watch the best player in baseball just walk away? That's what you're going to watch happen? Disgust. I'm disgusted. Uh, um, Tim, is there anything else you'd like to say before we get away from it? And I'll, I'll see what Mike want to say, too, and I'll get going because we, we're loaded. 
Yeah, because the thing is, I don't think they're going to be bad that long if they trade the team. I'd rather sell the team. If they sell the team and let those people trade Trout, you can rebuild your farm system literally in one trade. Okay, you can rebuild your farm system literally in one trade because you're going to get, depending on where you trade them to, you're going to get five to seven A prospects, not B, not C, A prospects, okay? And you get the salary cap, you get the salary relief, salary cap, because with that damn tax thing that they have, may as well call it salary cap. So you get the salary cap relief, okay? You're out of the tax bracket. You go ahead and move Rendon, or you just basically eat eat half his money and get him out to get him up out of there. You can get a couple of C prospects from Rendon. Um, you just rebuilt your farm system. Now, if you bring in the right own if the right ownership and right management comes in, you you could pull a Texas Rangers type turnaround in two seasons, but they have to sell the team. They have to sell the team. It cannot be done under Audie Moreno's watch. It cannot be done under, listen, everybody got to go when you buy the team. The janitor, the guy who waters the plants, the guy who washes the windows, the parking attendants, the the, the person that works in, in the cafeteria, everybody has to go. All of them have to go. And you bring in new people. But I think if the Angels, or whoever buys the Angels is smart. You trade Mike Trout instantly. You move Rendon, and then you start over. And and with the way baseball is now, with um, you know, with the pitch clock and young players, if you get five to six, eight prospects, why can't you be the Orioles? Why can't you be the Cincinnati Reds? You know, why why can't you be one of those teams? So I agree with you halfway. I think they need to sell the team. And I think when you sell the team, even if you got to trade Anthony Rodone for a couple of buckets and some baseballs and some fungo bats, you trade him and get rid of him because uh, he's done nothing for you. Uh, He's worse than Anthony Davis and he's worse than Zion Williamson on the injury front as far as being able to be available. I don't that you get quite as much for Trout as you're saying. Maybe three or four. And the only reason why I say that is because of how much he's been hurt the last few years. I think that brings the price tag down a little bit. That doesn't mean that I don't think you trade him. I think you trade him, and I think you you let it be known that you're going to trade him. Let it be known that you're taking offers. Uh, and I think you try to leverage one team against another as much as you possibly can. But I think with his... Injuries the last couple of years, I think the price tag has gone down some on Mike Trout. Um, is this one of the saddest things ever? Like looking at Mike Trout's situation, I'm a big fan of his. I, I can't lie. Like especially with the run that he's been having in center field, and I'm like, Buxton's been doing great in the field, but he, he can't stay healthy, and it's like. It's always Mike Trout, and Mike Trout just as injured as he is. And it's like these two always threaten the gold glove situation. They both still hurt. It's like they their own competition, staying healthy and staying on the field and, and so many different things. And now you think Otani's only piece of why staying there would be Mike Trout. Mike Trout's hurt again. 
for like the fifth season in a row. And it's like, well, you got to shut me down. There's nothing for me to stay here around. This, this is probably one of the worst stories I heard in baseball history. In baseball history, I, I can't think of any breakup this bad. Like I'm, I'm trying. Like I'm racking my brain on like a situation of this severity. Like not even no. And Pujols is more money when he left St. Louis. Like I, I can't even think of like a big name this big for an organization that's done so much and 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 not a hothead. And I, I, that's what I love. I, if you play the game and you you can talk your crap, talk your crap if you need to. But like. If you're not one of these constant stay in the news and, oh, you got ejected from a game like Josh Donaldson or something like that, it's different. But this guy plays the game how you want to see it played and so on and so forth, and you're going to watch him walk. Like, this is this is puzzling to me. I, I don't like it because I'm a big fan of Otani uh, as well. So both of them I, I want to see play. Even, I, even when my team plays them, it's like I hold my breath hoping they don't knock one out the park because these guys are threats at the plate. So, but just one, and the one thing I don't want it to happen, and Chandler, I know you may get mad. I don't want these dudes to fall into the lap of the Yankees. Like, please don't let them get these dudes. And, and Trout is from Jersey, so I know he'll be right there in pinstripes. Like, I know they'll do everything they can to get at least one of them to fall right in the boogie down Bronx. I'm like, please don't let this happen. But I know it will, because you know Cashman's life is on the line with this team, and uh, New York needs a lift somehow, some way, especially what we've manifested for the past couple of months, the city of New York will be shut down uh, in the next couple of weeks uh, due to baseball. Baseball will be no no longer played after September. So I know that they'll be on a warpath trying to bring every bit and piece to at least New York City, at least to the Bronx. I don't know. I don't know about Queens. Flushing, Flushing is a whole nother scenario, um, but we'll see the potential there. Um, anything else before we get away from this, fellas? I'm good. Okay, great. So, um, like I said, we are loaded. There's a lot for me to get to. I'm going to try and go through scores and where they are in baseball at this point in time. I'm going to do this quickly because it, it's just a, it's a lot uh, for the, <laughs> the day going into week two, that is for sure. And I apologize for City on uh, last week. I was – out of my mind, not feeling well, but I'm going to do the best that I can this week to make up for it. So please, everybody, just vibrate me. So the scores from yesterday are as follows. The Rockies beat the Giants 9-5. to The Blue Jays beat the Red Sox 4-3. The Padres beat the Athletics 5-2. to The Marlins surprised the Braves 11-5. to The Guardians, excuse me, the Guardians beat the Rangers 2-1. to the Yankees outlast the Pirates 6-3. The Orioles shut out the Rays 8-0. Cincinnati Reds beat the Mets 3-2. Tell me something I don't know. The Royals <laughs> beat the Astros 10-8. The White Sox had a, a thriller with the Twins 7-6. The Brewers beat the Nationals 9-5. The Phillies beat the Cardinals 6-1. The Diamondbacks beat the Cubs 7-6. The Rockies doubleheader. They beat the Giants five to two. The Tigers beat the Angels in Anaheim five to four in ten innings. And the Dodgers round out the evening, beating the Mariners six two in an eleven inning game. Um, and the standings is as follows. I'll do this as quick as I can. Uh, in the AL West, the Astros have fought their way back. Sports City, I apologize. This has to be the wackiest race I have ever seen 
in my life. I've never seen this. Okay, so the Astros are back in first place, 83 and 66. The Rangers are 82 and 66. They get back into this race. They're a half game back after the melee for the past three weeks. The, the Rangers are incredible. The Mariners are 81 and 67. They fall back to third when they were just on top of the division at one and a half back. The Angels are now eliminated at 68 and 81. 15 games back, the Oakland A's are 46 and 102. Oh, my God. 36 and a half back. Um, the AL Central, the Twins are 78 and 71, leading the division. The Guardians are 71 and 78, seven games back. The Tigers are 69 and 79, eight and a half back. Eliminated are the Chicago White Sox, 57 and 92. They're 21 games back. And eliminated as well are the Kansas City Royals. They are 48 and 101, 30 games back. Um, they are fighting for the worst team in baseball with the A's. That's, they're so close. Uh, rounding out the situation in the AL is as follows. The Orioles are still sitting atop, 92 and 56. One alarming turnaround for this team. They are now tied win-wise with Tampa but have the – the one game advance, they're, they're a game up on them because Tampa has more losses. They have 58 losses. They're a game back. Toronto is 82 and 67, 10 and a half back. The Yankees have fought their way back, and they are back above 500, 76 and 73, 16 and a half back. The Red Sox are now under 500. They're 74 and 75, 18 and a half back. Uh, anything that you guys would like to say about the American League with the races that are going on at this point in time? Just watch that race in the West. Nah, you got three teams. You got three teams within a game and a half, and Toronto is right there with them. So, uh, one of those teams is going to miss the playoffs, and they're all packed right in there together. So, uh, if you're just trying to kind of watch the playoff picture over the next um, two weeks, keep an eye out on Houston, Seattle, Texas, and Toronto, um, because three of those teams will make it. One will not. Um, Tampa got the first two games from Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore clapped back and won yesterday. Today's a big game for uh, Baltimore to try to square that series out and just kind of uh, try to ice it. But Tampa wins today. There'll they'll be a game up. So those two teams are still locked in a very close race in the East as well. But they're both far enough ahead that uh, whichever one doesn't win the division will get the top wild card. So that's all I got. And Taylor, you said you're okay, right? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Moving right to the National League, uh, we'll start with the National League West. The Dodgers have clinched. They are 90 or 57, leading the division. The Diamondbacks are 78 and 72, 13 and a half back. The San Francisco Giants are 75 and 74, a game over 500, 16 games back. The Padres, this, this is something that bothers me. 71 and 78, 20 games back with all the potential on that team. Ridiculous. Uh, and rounding out the bottom of the division are the Colorado Rockies and Eliminator at this point in time. They're 56 and 92, 34 and a half games back. Uh, moving right to the NL Central, the Milwaukee Brewers are 84 and 64, leading the division. The Chicago Cubs are 78 and 71, six and a half back. They are being chased by the Cincinnati Reds. The Reds are 78 and 72. Seven games back, the Pittsburgh Pirates are 69 and 80, 15 and a half back. The St. Louis Cardinals are 65 and 83, 
19 games back, rounding out the bottom of the NL Central. And rounding out the entire National League is the National League East at this point in time. The Atlanta Braves have clinched. They are 96-52, leading the league with the best record. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies are 81-67, 15 games back. The Miami Marlins are 77-72, 19 and a half games back. The Mets are 68-80, 28 games back. And the Washington Nationals are 65-84, and 31 and a half games back. What what bothers me personally looking at this situation is the Miami Marlins situation. There was a question that I saw just last night, who won the trade or where they stand now, the Minnesota Twins or the Miami Marlins? And I'm like, why would they ask that question? Because it's like the Twins are doing okay now with Pablo. Like, it, it finally turned around. But you don't want to lose a Luis Reyes. Like, not not the batting champ. Like, that's the one thing that did bother me. But I, if I got to look at it in a nutshell, the Twins do win it. But Reyes had a great season. So I, I don't know how to measure that. But it, it, just, it still bothers me all, all season long. Like, I, I, I can't watch a player of his caliber and a, a, a likable player leave an organization where he, he, his name blew up. He blew up in Minnesota, won a team that I love. So, But that that's just me in a nutshell. Anything that you guys would like to say about the National League and a lot of the positioning that's going on before we get away from it? Yeah, uh, real quick. Um, I said this beginning of the season, and I'm going to repeat it. Um, they need to fire the manager in San Diego because he never should have been, he never should have been hired. He is an average manager at best who wasted multiple years of high-level talent in Oakland. Um, he's just wasted an entire season of high-level talent in San Diego. Everybody in the front office of St. Louis needs to go. Everybody in the front office of St. Louis needs to go. And Ali Marmol needs to be fired into the sun. Damn. That bad? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, this is, this is a team everybody picked to win. Uh, in the central, and now they're sitting in last place. So yeah, some heads have to roll for that. And San Diego, man, like wow. Uh, if you had said at the beginning of the season they were going to be have the same record as Cleveland on September the seventeenth, we'd have thought they would have both been in postseason contention, and they both are going to miss out. So, I mean, listen, uh, the Giants are falling off a little bit, but right now, uh, once again, like. I think Philly is still kind of entrenched as that top wild card. The Cubs have really struggled with the Diamondbacks over these last couple of weeks where they could have put some distance in between them and the Diamondbacks, and they've really struggled there. Reds just half a game behind uh, the Cubs. And, and this despite all the struggles of Ellie De La Cruz, who, you know, caught so many headlines starting the season. Then he started striking out a lot, and he is batting ninth uh, for them today uh, in their in their batting order. So, uh, but looking at this, I mean, you still have Philadelphia, who's probably going to grab the first one, and then you have Miami, Arizona, uh, Chicago, Cincinnati, and you could still say San Francisco because they're only a couple wins off the pace. But all of those teams are in contention uh, for that those last two wild card spots. Uh, We said, if you're going to get the Dodgers, it should be this year. Well, nobody did. This is 10 out of 11 division titles for them. That's extremely impressive. They just clinched last night. And 
you know, they have prevented Seattle from trying to uh, climb in that division as they won the first two games of that series. So uh, Dodgers sitting there, I don't know who's going to pitch for them in the postseason. It could get very, very dicey with all the things that have happened on that pitching staff. But they're going to clinch the second-best record in, in the National League and be set. Uh, Milwaukee uh, presents a problem if they can hit enough because they can really pitch. Okay, so we're going to get moving. Uh, scores from college from Thursday to yesterday. Well, today, really, to be honest, <laughs> if you're on the East Coast to today, <laughs> how things went. Starting out Thursday, top 25-wise, the Miami Hurricanes took on Bethune-Cookman, won their match of 48-7. to Now, pulls right into Saturday. Scores are as follows. Georgia dodges a bullet up against South Carolina 24-14. to Spencer Rattler, you finally showed me something. In the first half, where did you go in the second half? Like uh, you in Oklahoma, I wanted to see the turnaround a year and a half ago, you preseason Heisman, so on and so forth. You had the game that it looked like you were back and Georgia slammed the door in your face. The 14 points is all you got. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with them. I, 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 I expect so much out of them. I expect so much out of them, but um, it is South Carolina. They're in a devious SEC, and I, he's going to have to do a lot to turn this thing around, but they already got a loss now. So we'll see how far he can take the uh, the Gamecocks at this point in time. Uh, moving right along, Michigan wins their matchup up against Bowling Green, 31-6. to Florida State in a nail-biter up against Boston College. A lot of late-game stuff that happened that basically showed how this game was going to commence. 31-29, to Boston College, I give you credit for this game. This is a true fight up against Florida State. Texas win their matchup up against Wyoming, 31 to 10, closes the door on Western Kentucky, 63 to 10. Penn State beats Illinois, 30 to 13. Washington blows out Michigan State, 41-7. People in East Lansing, Michigan, I'm with you. Like, like I understand. I, I know people in Michigan. Um, I feel bad for the situation. I, I wanted to see that coach excel, and he did something personal that was very bad, and. Um, I think Michigan State as a team is going to, they're going to hurt from what just happened and all of what he just built. He has so much going into this future for this team. And now they're going to, this is a crash landing. They're they're falling on their face and uh, everybody just get through it. I I feel bad for those students. I wanted to say children, but they're adults, but I feel bad for those students because who do they trust? in their coaching standard, like you had Nasser that's in jail for 200 plus years of prison. And now you have Tucker with his situation now and, and it's crashing in East Lansing people in East Lansing. I'm with you. Like, I, I don't want to, like I'm competitive at all. Like I'm not a Michigan state fan, but I want to see teams do well just, just for the purpose of sports being played by student athletes. And this is a setback to be honest, at least on, my behalf. I'll speak on my behalf only, but I want to see you guys through it, get through the tunnel as best as you can. Um, moving right along. That was personal. I, I apologize, y'all. Moving right along, Notre Dame beat Central Michigan 41-17. to uh, Alabama and a nail-biter. Everybody, people, I'm not impressed with Alabama. They win their matchup against South Florida 17-3. Nick Saban, you don't have a quarterback. You lucky you have a whole bunch of five-star and four-star athletes on that team. 
because you guys are probably going to lose more than people anticipate. But they did win this game up against South Florida. I thought that they would win this game. I didn't think this score would be looking like this is disgusting for an Alabama game, 17-3. The shock of the day to me, Florida knocks off Tennessee 29-16. I thought Tennessee would win this game, and I thought they would look better than what they did. Tennessee has their issues to fix. Hypo, I don't know how you're going to get this to turn around because Milton looked bad in this game, and you guys were not tackling at all. Uh, ATN had, a, I want to say, like a 70-yard run. One of the line, this is a linebacker, people. He went to go hit ATN and didn't even, like, wrap him up. He tried to, like, shoulder bump him on the ground, and it basically just sent ATM running upfield for the, the remainder of the 70-yard touchdown. There's a lot of answers, a lot of questions that need to be answered in Knoxville, that's for sure. Moving right along, Utah wins their matchup against Weber State 31-7. to Oregon blows out Hawaii 55-10. to LSU beats Mississippi State 41 to 14. Missouri wins their matchup in an upset up against Kansas State 30 to 27. Oregon State keeps on moving this thing 26 to 9 up against San Diego State. Ole Miss with a big win over Georgia Tech 48 to 23. They have a big matchup against Alabama coming this Saturday. Um, I don't even know how to do. I wanted to save it for last, but I can't because of the way that this is going. But Colorado wins their game in a thriller in a double OT game this morning. <laughs> Not last night, this morning, 43 to 35 um, with the Norval Deion Sanders dispute. And Norval was throwing the kitchen sink at Deion Sanders. Jay Norval, I tip my hat. As bad as Colorado State has been over the years, you had these guys ready and they were up to the call, even though one of your players pulled off one of the dirtiest hits ever on Travis Hunter, and he's out for weeks, they're saying. He's going to be out for some time due to that hit. But um, I know that's something that, just like Deion said, it was personal. So I guess Colorado State's Rams took that personal as well, and they they made this a game. They had the opportunities to win this game. They just couldn't close it. Shador Sanders is for real, at least for Big 12 purposes. Colorado, you have defensive problems. I'm going to say that right now. They're – Colorado, for Dion to be their coach, their secondary was getting chewed up. Um, moving right along, Oklahoma wins their matchup against Tulsa 66-17. North Carolina beats Minnesota 31-13. Duke wins their matchup against Northwestern 38-14. Washington State blows out Northern Colorado 64-21. UCLA beats North Carolina Central 59-7. And rounding out the top 25 is Iowa beating Western Michigan 41-10. Uh, anything or any game that you guys would like to touch on before we get away from college football? Yeah, um, I'm not giving uh, – first of all, I'm not giving Boston College no credit for nothing. Um, you had an eminently winnable game, and you committed 18 penalties. You just no credit for keeping the game close when you commit 18 penalties and literally give the game away because you had the game won – you had it won, and then you decided to face mask somebody. Eighteen penalties. I don't want to hear nothing from the coaches or the players on that team. All of y'all need to sit down and shut up. I don't want to hear about close. I don't want to hear about we almost did it. Eighteen penalties. Miss me with all of that. Okay? Um, Alabama, I told you yesterday, Ty, I told you, you put some money on it because you made me put money on it, and then I lost money. You had to put that money down, bro. You'd have made some money. Um, 
And or by the way, I don't feel bad for anybody in East Lansing. I don't feel bad for none of them. Let me be real clear on this. You have have chosen to go to a school that for over 40 years has consistently hired terrible human beings. Consistently. You said, Nasser, you forgot D'Antonio. You forgot D'Antonio who once told one of his guys who who, who was uh, sexually assaulted a girl, instead of him doing something, he said, hey, go tell your mom what you did. That's your punishment. And they brought him back. He's now back part of the football program. Mel Tucker, that had better been the best climax in the history of the universe because you just cost yourself $80 million, and you're a clown on top of it. But uh, Tennessee is typical Tennessee because they had a game they should have won, and they didn't. And listen, again, I ain't giving Jay Norvell credit for nothing. You got a dirty team full of dirty players. There was a, there was a hit on Travis Hunter. There was, a, there was a, the, 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 the targeting on Shadour Sanders. You did all that. Oh, by the way, Shadour Sanders has 1,200 yards through three games, 10 touchdowns, over 78% completion rate, and one interception. That's the Heisman. I'm not mad at that. Uh, that's a very interesting discussion. I think Shador is leading the Heisman talk, at least to me. To me, he is, but they, they already have their sights set on a lot of quarterbacks, especially the matchup that's coming up pretty soon with him and Caleb Williams. I want to see how that game goes down with USC and, and Colorado. If you thought you couldn't get a seat in Boulder, then just imagine how that game is going to look with USC and Colorado going at it. That is for sure. They have their defensive issues. Um that situation in Michigan State, I don't, I don't know how to measure it. Like the people that don't have anything to do with it, like like kids, are, you know, especially if you've been around people from Michigan, like they're either green or blue. I, and when I say green, that's Michigan State. Blue is Michigan, the big house. And um, a lot of them look forward to going to those schools. And and I agree. Like the 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 hiring process for these coaches or the people that lead, I I, I think it has nothing to do with the kids though. That that's the only thing. Like I want to see. Competitive athletes do what they do. They they really can't control what the coaches do. That's it's just different for me. But I, I understand where you're coming from. Like, don't don't get me wrong. It ain't like I'm down in what you're saying because you are correct at the end of the day. But um, Mike, is there anything else that you'd like to say about the top twenty-five or the scores that have been mentioned or things that we said here before we get away from it? Yeah, I'm impressed with Shindur Sanders. Uh, they're about to ramp up. They go to Oregon next week. Uh, and you get USC and, and Utah and I think UCLA also in the next few weeks. So it's about to get uh, about to step up in competition uh, for Colorado. I'm impressed with the kid from Washington, 400-plus yards in each of his first three games as well, playing well. Um, Tennessee, you know, they haven't won in Gainesville since 2003 when Casey Clausen was the quarterback. They've lost 10 straight in Gainesville, and the thing that was most concerning about that game to me for Tennessee is they just got whipped at the line of scrimmage. Uh, Florida dominated the line of scrimmage, which is something they could not do a couple weeks ago against Utah. Uh, Georgia dropping that, uh, you know, losing, trailing 14-3 to in the first half, 
one of the things that happened to Spencer Rattler was that cor- that running back who scored their first touchdown uh, goes down early in that game. So uh, South Carolina was very much one-dimensional in the second half. I, you know, listen, as somebody that is a big LSU fan and, you know, has touted the successes of the SEC over the last several years, I think Georgia's schedule is easy enough that they may still make it, but this could be the year uh, that would make a lot of uh, college football happy where the top four, you may not see a representative from the SEC. So we'll see uh, what happens there. Uh, LSU, that was a a tough uh, road test yesterday. They went in and took care of business against Mississippi State. Uh, Listen, I know the new coach wants to run a pro offense and, and mix things in a little bit. But you got to have the personnel. These linemen and these guys are recruited to run that air raid offense. It takes some time. Um, and so they're going to go through some growing pains. Uh, we'll see if they can bounce back from that. They go to South Carolina next week. Uh, Notre Dame looked a little bit more human as far as giving up a few more points. That Notre Dame-Ohio State game is going to be very interesting next week as well. And then – just kind of looking around Texas, I'm, I'm impressed. You got a very pedestrian performance from your quarterback, but Wyoming evened the game up at 10, and then you went, off, went on a 21 nothing run to separate that score and take care of business. So uh, good job by Texas following up last week's big win with another one and not kind of uh, falling into a trap. Uh, Alabama, their quarterback has to be Jalen Milrow, even though he didn't play great against Texas. Uh, look, the Notre Dame transfer was 5 for 14. The other guy was 5 for 9. This this team completed, what, uh, 10 out of 23 passes or something ridiculous um, and did not do a great job at the line of scrimmage protecting uh, Ty Simpson, the backup quarterback. So, Either you go with Milrow or maybe you play one of the freshmen this week. I don't know. Uh, but it does not look good. They do not have a quarterback right now. And trust me, as an LSU fan, I know what it's like not to have a quarterback. We went through many seasons wondering why we couldn't get a quarterback under last mile. So, uh, I mean, Alabama won, but it was not very convincing. Um, it tells you that, that that SEC West is very, very wide open. Uh, as far as who can come out of that. Um, real quick, looking around, Oklahoma doing great. Gabriel looks to have settled down um, in his second year there. That was the most sluggish performance we've seen from Michigan, but they hold serve and take care of business. And, you know, Miami, your boys did their thing, TP. Uh, and now we start getting into conference play. Pretty much everybody's going to be in conference play now moving forward. So uh, now we're going to start to see some more separation. And Kansas State, like, they should have won that game at Missouri. Uh, Missouri came back. That was a 61-yard field goal as time expired for them to win that game. And, you know, they won the Big 12 last year. I don't think they will again this year. But uh, it's, it's something when you look at three weeks in, and that was that's the best out-of-conference win so far uh, that the SEC has. So, uh, you know, kind of struggle so far this year. But we'll see. we still got a lot of football left to be played. Uh, but those are my thoughts based on the the scores that you threw out there. And, you know, listen, I'm I'm happy Deion's 3-0. And I hope Travis Hunter gets back soon and we get to see him on the field because uh, it's it's a pleasure to watch that man play on both, on both sides. We've never seen anything like that in a long, long time. 
Yeah. Um, Chandler called me earlier in the day before the game started, and Chandler called that game. Chandler said Missouri's going to beat Kansas State. He did say that. He said it before the game started, and it happened. Just as nasty as as long as that kick was, he pulled that one out on that one, that's for sure. I'm going to be a bad guy before we get into the NFL. And Sports City, I, I don't even need to ask for an apology, but I feel like I can. I grew up watching Dion, loved everything Dion did for the game. How is everybody a Colorado Buffalo fan? Like, watching every celebrity and player, so on and so forth, go to Colorado and try to be Buffalo fans. You guys were never Colorado Buffalo fans. Like, you guys want to see Dion do well, and it's the thing to do now. You guys are naturally fans of other schools, all of you. Everybody wants to be intrigued with Colorado. Like, so if they play your team, are you going for Colorado now? Like, I I don't get that. Like, like, I follow my team. I wish him well on what Dion does. But now everybody's a Colorado Buffalo fan. Offset, one of the rappers from the Migos is like, we're going to get the ball. We're going to win. You ain't nowhere near from Colorado. Nowhere near it. Michael Irvin, a hurricane, on the sideline wearing Buffalo stuff. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, a Miami hurricane, wearing Colorado stuff. We, Miami look good. What are you guys – what's going – everybody? Every, Dion is the thing now. Like, <laughs> you guys are not Colorado <laughs> Buffalo fans. And the funny part about this is when, when Shadur and Shiloh leave, you think Dion going to stick around Boulder? I think Dion is there for like a year or two tops, and then he's gone. So y'all better get happy with what y'all see right now, but I'm going to laugh at the same situation how it looked in, like, 2011 through 2014 in Miami with the Heat when everybody wanted to be a Miami Heat fan because LeBron was there. LeBron left and nobody even cares about the Miami Heat no more. This, this, is, this is people being fans of, like, the now. I just, I just don't get it. I, I guess I was raised different. That's personal. That's my personal rant. I want to see Deion do well. This isn't like I'm saying I want to see Colorado do bad or anything. But now everybody's a Colorado Buffalo fan. Like, c- come on, where where's you guys' allegiance? Like, I I, I don't know. Okay, let me get going because it sounds like I'm hating, and, and I kind of am. I, I kind of am. Um, anything else that you guys like to <laughs> before I get away from it? I apologize, y'all. That that was just my friend. I had to. I had to. I'm tired of it. It's, it's, I, I'm a hurricane, and that that's it. It's it's one letter. You. That I don't know nothing else. I don't. I don't know nothing else. Sorry. Yeah, I don't think it's so much they jump on the bandwagon as it is the amount of hate that Dion got from the majority white media. The amount of hate he got, the amount of people basically making fun of him, the amount of people who basically said, who the hell does he think he is going to Colorado, Right. And all those people who refuse to acknowledge this man been coaching for 20 years, refuse to acknowledge the fact that Shadour Sanders should have been a Heisman candidate last year, not just this year, last year, who made it sound like because he coached and won and dominated at the HBCU, like that was some minor, minor, minor league that it wasn't even worth talking about. The way they talked about that man, you would have thought Deion Sanders never coached a game in his life. He had just come off dominating at Jackson State, won the swag two years in a row, and you would have swapped down that, that he was sitting in the studio like Jeff Saturday and Colorado hired him. 
I think that is why you see so much of the culture showing up in Colorado. It's about the culture. It's about the fact that you tried to drag this black man for going there and acting like he didn't deserve the opportunity. So I don't think they really like, you know, being turncoats for their, from their schools. I think it's about supporting the culture, honestly. Um, if if it walk like a duck and quack like a duck, it's a duck. Shout out to Terrell Owens. Like I said, shout out to Mr. Robinson himself. His son called him out last year. Eddie Robinson Jr. said he ain't swack. Dion ain't swack. Dion is opportunistic at this point in time, and he went out there and making a name for himself. And I'm not mad at that. But now they're following because Dion is the best corner that we've ever seen play football. Everybody following him to Colorado. What's in Colorado other than than marijuana? Like what you guys are Buffalo fans now. I, I just I miss me, miss me because as soon as Dion leaves, ain't nobody gonna remember nothing. I bet you half of them don't know who Rashawn Salam is. I bet you half of them never even heard of who Michael Westbrook is. These people don't even know these people. They don't even know them. They don't know none of that history out there in Colorado. None of them. Didn't even, they probably Not didn't even know Chauncey they Billups. Him on TV last night. <laughs> they probably don't even know Chauncey was balling with them. When Chauncey had a little high top fade back in the day. Stop. stop. I remember all of that. It wasn't a, I wasn't a Buffalo fan then, but I was following it then. Like, come on, don't. Don't make me get to preaching. You guys are not real Colorado Buffalo fans. Like I said, my legion is the, the southernmost point of the United States football-wise, the U. That's all I know. Like, yeah, I want to see Dion do well. If you could get Colorado to be a tough team out there out west, then so be it. Do it. I, I want to be at the, the top of the mountain seeing you in the playoffs and see what you can do. Like, that. that's what I, I don't – everybody's going there. That's the thing. And plus, black and gold is a sellable color. Like that's marketable. Like everybody could wear that color. That's that. I, I think that's what else is pushing it to. But let me let me get off of that soapbox. Let me leave. Okay. So um, NFL. Hope you guys are ready because this we're loaded. Like uh, this, there's so much stuff to hop into, and I don't even know how we squeeze this. But I'm gonna do the best that I can. The first game of the day are the Green Bay Packers going into the Mercedes Benz area of Atlanta. Both of these teams are one and zero. Atlanta's favored three points against the Packers at home. Who do you guys like and why? I'll start with you first, Mike. I like the Falcons, and the biggest reason why is I just think they got more of their pieces. Uh, you got Christian Watson out again in Green Bay. Um, As you said last week, they pulled it out, but it's not like they were super, super impressive. Um, I I think the Falcons win this game at home. I think if we had been in Wisconsin, I might be singing a different tune, but I'll go with the Falcons. Chandler, your thoughts on this game? Packers, Falcons, and Atlanta, who do you like and why? I think we need to give Mike a drug test because I don't know what the hell he's been watching. Um, There's no way Atlanta wins this game. Mike, I got a cup for you to pee in. People, Sports City, watching closely. We got drama already. Calling in by way of the state of California. I've been picking on the state all morning. Breaking news, Brian Hughes. Welcome to the brunch. How are you this morning? What's good, boys? How you doing? All right. Your thoughts on the game? Packers, Falcons. Falcons favored by three in Atlanta. 
I I gotta tell you, you know what? I, I actually agree with Chandler. I think I I I think I think uh, I think Green Bay is gonna go in there and handle business. I think Aaron Jones is finally getting the opportunity to show that he's a top five back in the league. He's actually getting the carries he should have been getting all along. And uh, yeah, I like Bijan. I like their offensive line. But you know what? At this point, I think I like Love in, in, a, in, a, in a crucial clutch situation a little bit more than I like Ritter. Um, Aaron Jones has been getting the ball the past two seasons. You want to know why I know? One, he's in my division. Two, I've had him fantasy for the past few years, and he's been leading the league or at least top three or five in rushing. So he was getting the ball with Aaron Rodgers. He was helping out because Aaron Rodgers after had gaudy stats. He just was getting MVP. Just, I think more or less namesake, but and they were putting wins together too. But Aaron Jones in his own right is doing his own work in Green Bay, so I'm not going to take away from that. This is a toss-up for me because the next two weeks, the Lions do play both of them. Next week they play the Falcons, and the week after that they play the Packers. So it's like this is a very interesting matchup for me to see how this goes down. I do favor the Packers. I feel like the experience is there for them. I'm going to go with Green Bay as well, even though – I feel like B. John can be a threat, but I feel like there's more experience on the field on Green Bay side, and I feel like LaFleur will draw up a better game plan to take out Atlanta uh, to challenge Terrell and those guys at the corners as well. So I'm going with Green Bay also. Uh, moving right along, um, is there anybody in the kitchen right now that believes the Raiders can go into Buffalo and knock off the Buffalo Bills, who are favored by seven and a half, in western New York? Yes. Chandler, really? Yes, I do. Yup, because last I checked, Josh Allen is still throwing interceptions, and Brian Dayball is still in New York. And Ken Dorsey can't call a can't call a running play to, if you put a gun to his head and threaten his family. He refuses to call running play. So yeah. <laughs> okay, we got we got one for the the Raiders on the road. If the Raiders. Killer, if you're on fire today, if you pull these two out, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. I need some picks. I'm, uh, that is for sure. But everybody else is thinking the Bills can do this, right, Brian and, and Mike, correct? Yeah, yeah I think I, the Bills you know win, but I I think it's ugly. But I think the Bills find a way to win. I, I think you're going to look at it after this game and be like, I'm still not impressed. Uh, but I think they still find a way to win. Yeah, I would agree yeah, with that. I, I wouldn't be shocked if if Chandler is right. All the sentiments are correct. You know, we need to see Josh Allen have a better game than he had. Um, but this this is a game that I would expect Buffalo to win, but I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't. Okay, I'm going to go with Buffalo. Buffalo loses this game. Four cities clear, clear of the kitchen. I will be talking crap. This week, if the Raiders do knock off the Bills, if the Raiders knock off the Bills, I will be talking to them at least in the, the front office. If not in the front office, the cookout is getting in because I will have uh, Josh Allen on a on a, a grill. He, he'll be laid completely out, completely out. Moving right along, the Baltimore Ravens in a division battle up against the Cincinnati Bengals. The Ravens didn't look too impressive in their last win going up against the Houston Texans. And the Cincinnati Bengals are favored at home by three and a half. Uh, who do you like and why, Chandler? I'll come to you first. The Ravens on the road up against the Bengals. And you know I'm always 
we're going to pick Lamar. Um, <laughs> I just think that right now, I think Cincinnati is vulnerable. I don't believe that Burroughs' calf is fully healed. And I think that uh, Higgins and Chase are doing way too much talking. They're far too invested in running their mouth right now. So I think I think the Ravens get them because the Bengals don't seem to be focused right now. They seem to be focused on everything but the damn game. Okay, Mike, who do you like in this game? Ravens or Bengals and why? You know, I'm, I said earlier in the week that I think that the Bengals could very easily start 0-2 just like they did last year. Um, I still believe that. I think this, uh, you know, Baltimore is missing some pieces, though, like Marcus Williams, which concerns me. But I just did not like uh, what I saw out of that Bengals offense a week ago. Um, And so I I wasn't overly impressed with the Ravens either, but uh, I was more impressed with them. So right now I'm going with Baltimore as well. Brian, who do you like in this matchup, Baltimore or Cincinnati? I'm going to take Cincinnati, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, anytime, anytime I see a team get embarrassed, um, and they didn't get embarrassed quite to the same degree of the, as the New York Giants did, but anytime you see a team get embarrassed, I expect them to refocus. I expect them to come out and play like we would expect Joe Burrow and company to play. And um, as was just said, you know, uh, the Ravens are missing some key pieces, including Marlon Humphrey, one of the best corners. So this is a team you really need all the help you can get against. And <clears throat> Cleveland is just a really bad matchup for Cincy. If you look at what Cincinnati's record yeah, is, not Cleveland. Burrow. Not Cleveland. It's, it's Baltimore. It's Baltimore. I I know. I'm trying to make a point though. If you okay. look at if you look at what if you look at what Cincinnati's record versus Cleveland is since Joe Burrow was drafted in 2000, they're one and seven in those games. So I only bring that up to say, you know, we hear the stereotypical, this is a bad matchup. Since he always gives, or or excuse me, Cleveland always gives Cincinnati fits. Go back and watch the game around Halloween last year when Cincinnati was a juggernaut. They ran into a buzzsaw. So, I think I think week one is more of an anomaly than what we'll get with Cincinnati. I expect Cincinnati to right the ship, and I think Cincinnati get out, gets out of there with a W. I'm going to go with the Blackbirds. The reason being is you are right, Brian. Cleveland did give them a fit, but I, I look at it different, though. If Cleveland's offense could score points against Cincinnati's defense, I think there's more speed on Baltimore's offense that presents problems for Cincinnati's secondary. Oh, they don't even have a breakout day yet. Uh, Zay Flowers is looking like the guy, how do you tackle him? And Lamar has to prove that he can beat Joe Burrow. He has to. They both just got paid a big lump sum. They are the biggest uh, quarterback draw right now within the division in the same season. They both got paid. Lamar has to show up. He can't keep losing to Cincinnati at this point in time. If he wants to earn this money, this is where you go get it, up against the elite, up against Joe Burrow, up against somebody that you're going to see for the remainder of your career, two times a season until something else crazy happens while you guys get older together. 
I'm going with Baltimore for the shocker on the road. Cincinnati starts 0-2 on the season for me. Uh, moving right along, we have the Seattle Seahawks going up against the Detroit Lions. The Lions are favored by four and a half in a home opener against the Seahawks. I'll go to you first, Brian. Um, just note, this is personal for me because uh, you guys know that this is the team that I love and support. Today is Barry Sanders Day. They unveiled the statue, and if you have not seen the statue, I'm being biased and I don't care. That is the sickest statue known to sports, period. Period. If you have not seen the statue, Barry has the sickest statue known to sports right now. It's the Juke or Juke. Barry. Um, I'm, I, I, I just get giddy when it's Barry. I'm sorry, y'all. But, Brian, go first. Uh, your thoughts, Seahawks, Lions, uh, in Detroit. Yeah, so for me, this one's, this one's pretty easy and pretty straightforward. I think the balance, I think the, I think the Lions are a, a pretty balanced team right now that are good both offensively and defensively. All the years of struggle has kind of come to fruition. A lot of these younger guys are coming, maturating at the right time. And let's be honest, if this was the Seahawks from the first half of the game last week versus the Rams before both of the starting tackles went out, we'd probably be having a different conversation. But the fact that you lose both your starting tackles and you're only able to muster 12, let that sink in, 12 total yards of offense in the second half, and your solution was to go and pull Peters out of the retirement home uh, against Aiden Hutchinson, I, I, I can't get excited about that. I can't feel like that was the right move at this point. So, I got to go with the Detroit Lions, and um, I, I I don't think the game will be that close. Okay, um, Mike, your thoughts on this game and why Seahawks or Lions? I don't care if you have Prime Walter Jones at tackle. Uh, listen, the Lions win this game. They cover. They take care of Seattle, and and they have a, a big celebration in honor of the greatest running back I've ever seen play football in Barry Sanders. Chandler, the round about the pick, Seattle or Detroit in Detroit? Y'all really going to make me be this guy today, I see. Y'all really going to make me be this guy. Um, I want the Lions to win. I want the Lions to win, Ty, you know that. But I watched them struggle to beat a Kansas City team that was dropping balls left and right. I watched them struggle to be the Kansas City team that couldn't pass to save their life. I don't trust them yet. I think they've been reading their press clippings. So I got to – man, y'all making me take Geno Smith, and I hate Geno Smith. Man, come on, son. So you taking Seattle? Yeah. You don't You don't sound too willing, but okay. You don't sound too willing. It's okay. It's okay. Sports City, y'all know me. I ain't got to say too much. I'm going to say the, the the chant or the first couple of words, forward, down the field. And um, I, the reason why I love that team is because of what happened yesterday. I love that team because of Barry. And um, if you have not seen it, just Google the image. Uh, he They did the, the speech. He took the tarp off. I seen that statue. I was like, that's the juke. Like, that's, that's the juke. Oh, my God. This dude is incredible. But, um... They, I know stuff happens like this, like, you know, they can't happen on this day. 
Mark Detroit, you got to pull this off on Barry's day. Y'all can't lose this game on Barry's day. Y'all can't. This got to be an electric day, uh, especially with everybody coming in there with ski masks. This is ski mask Detroit. Like, they, everybody putting on their lion mask. Man, forward down the field. The next matchup we got are the, oh, God, the Los Angeles Chargers on the road up against the Tennessee Titans. I don't know who wins this game. The Chargers are favored by two and a half in Nashville. I'll go first on this one. Shocker. I'm going with the Titans. I think the Titans grew this one out. I don't know if the Chargers can't come across the Mississippi and play ball. Um, Herbert is going to have to show it to me. I feel like they can win this game, but it's just something about Tannehill because I know I beef with him all the time. I don't like him. I'm a big Derrick Henry fan. He did not look impressive out of his first start. I feel like they can actually work the clock and keep the ball out of uh, Herbert's hands. If they can do that, and with Eckler with his questions too, I feel like the Titans can pull off the upset and start the Chargers out 0-2. Um, Chandler, I'll come to you next. Who do you like in this game, Chargers or Titans? I like the Titans because uh, last I checked, that great defensive coach uh, Stanley can't stop a nosebleed. The team can't stop a nosebleed. Um, so, yeah, and, and you know what, um, regardless of Tannehill, I think the Titans win this game. But, yeah, miss me with the whole Dawn, uh, whatever his name is, Staley and um, Justin Herbert nonsense, because how about y'all actually stop somebody one time, then I might believe in the Chargers. Did you just call him Dawn Staley? I'm, I'm about to end I almost the show. Did. I, I'm going to press end the show right now. I'm going to end the show if you call him Dawn Staley. All right. Uh, (laughs) Mike, your thoughts on this game? Chargers in Nashville up against the Titans. Who do you like and why? So I was all set to pick the Chargers until I just found out before we came on that Austin Eckler is probably not playing today. That guy has a knack for finding the end zone. It doesn't matter. Uh, without him, um, I just don't think they, they have enough. I, I'm not, I don't believe in Josh Kelly or whoever else they may try to line up at the running back position. Um, and I think that Tennessee's pass rush can get home and disrupt Herbert uh, today. I think it ends up being a close game, but I think the Titans find a way to win at home. Brian, who do you like in this matchup, Chargers or Titans? Well, Ty, let me start off by saying totally understand why all you guys are on the the Titan bandwagon. Uh, clearly, not even close, clearly decisively a better head coach, a better strategist, a better, um, you know, just, just, just the mental aspect of the game and, and – making the player sure the players are ready and all that clear edge right to Tennessee. But I do got to tell you, we always talk about this. You can only game plan so much at some point, the players on the field have to play the game. And after I watched week one, now listen, everything you guys said, including Chandler about how disastrous, I mean, they made Tua look like the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL. Uh, But, as disastrous as that defense was, I trust Herbert more than I trust Tannehill. I, I, Tannehill was an absolute train wreck week one. 
And I don't necessarily know if that's going to be a whole lot better. Now, their defense is bad, so he's going to have opportunities. And you know what? If they can run the ball, absolutely. But Joshua Kelly looked fine running the ball last week against against Miami. I think he'll be fine running the ball this week. I'm going to say, once again, it's a close game, but I'm going to say Herbert and the Chargers get off the snide. And I think the offense does just enough. Uh, to to help cripple defense uh, get a W. Okay, Sports City. Um, this game coming up, I feel like has potential to be the game of the week. And these two teams aren't like game of the week teams, but I, I feel like this is going to be a real good game to me. To me, I feel like this is a good game. The Chicago Bears go to Tampa Bay up against the Buccaneers. Can Chicago turn the corner? Everybody seen what happened last week with Chicago. They did not look impressive out of the gate. A lot of people have their questions. I still feel like they still have the speed in the backfield with Justin Fields in the running game, and they still do have receivers. They are close to benching Chase Claypool if they didn't. I was reading something this week that they said that they are potentially going to bench him. Claypool, if you can't get it together in Chicago, I don't know where you're going to get a job. You couldn't get it together in Pittsburgh. You're in Chicago struggling right now, and they need you. Um, in which this is the Baker Mayfield game. Did Baker really turn the corner? He won Minnesota and upset of the Vikings. He's going home to Tampa with an undefeated record at this point in time. Uh, Brian, I'll let you set this off. Bears or Bucks in Tampa? Yeah, so I'm going to make this short and simple. Uh, I'm going to go with Tampa, not because of Baker Mayfield, not because of the offense, but because of the defense. They held Justin Jefferson and company to 17 points. And we already saw in week two what the uh, what the Vikings were able to accomplish versus the um, against the Eagles. So the offense itself is not bad. I like Tampa Bay's defense to clamp down on Chicago. It'll be a close, low-scoring game, but I like Tampa to pull it out. I think Justin Fields, good young player, but I think he might he might have a, a turnover or two. Mike, who do you like in this game? Bears or Bucks? The Bucks are favored by two and a half. I did not see much that impressed me about the offense uh, for the Chicago Bears a week ago. Uh, listen, Baker Mayfield's going to crash at some point this season, even though he's got a lot of weapons on that offense. But this game is in Tampa, right? And so. Uh, I'm going to go with the home team and say Tampa pulls it out. Chandler, Bears or Bucks in Tampa? Who do you like? In the battle of terrible coaching staffs, I'm going to pick the Bears' terrible coaching staff over Todd Bowles because Todd Bowles shouldn't have a job. Wow. Um, that's, that's, that's a good discussion. I, I need to revisit that someday. Todd Bowles um, – he has certain blitz packages ready for certain quarterbacks and shuts them down. Can he work that against Justin Fields? Justin Fields, don't make me look bad. I'm going with Chicago as well. I think Chicago has that speed to neutralize Tampa's defense. I think the Bears pull this out. If not, miss me with all of that preseason MVP stuff. Everybody was saying that Justin Fields is an MVP candidate this year. You got to prove this against Baker Mayfield. Is Baker better than you? Baker's been in so many different spots. I don't even know the last two teams he's been on. What, the Rams? The Panthers? Like, he's been everywhere. 
prove that you're better than Baker on the road. I'm going with the Bears. The next matchup we have, oh, I'll take it back. <laughs> that last game might be the game of the week. This might be the game of the week for real. The Kansas City Chiefs coming off of the week one loss after revealing their Super Bowl win up against the Detroit Lions, go up against the Jacksonville Jaguar team that a lot of people have high expectations on, and this is taking place in Florida. Who do you guys like and why, Chandler? I'll come to you first. The Chiefs or the Jags? The Chiefs are favored by three and a half on the road. Oh, this is going to be a good game. Um, but Travis Kelsey's getting something from Taylor now, so I'm going with the Chiefs because he he on that he on that booty <laughs> high right now. So I'm I'm Lord going with the Chiefs. Lord have mercy, <laughs> Mike. Who do you like in this matchup, Chiefs or Jaguars? I like the Chiefs in this game as well. Uh, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win that division, and I think they'll be a playoff team. Uh, but I don't have any high hopes yet as far as this team really being able to, to, you know, contend in the AFC. Though props to Calvin Ridley. He bounced back and looked good last week. And I think Trevor Lawrence continues to develop at quarterback. But uh, I think the Chiefs come in with a chip on their shoulder and they find a way to come out of this one and one. Brian, who do you like, Mahomes or Trevor? Both. I think they're both awesome quarterbacks. Um, this definitely is the game of the week. Yeah, the last one, uh, not even in the same breath. These are both playoff teams. And uh, if you told me the Jags won, I wouldn't be shocked. If you told me Kansas City won, I wouldn't be shocked. But I'm going to go with Kansas City just because we all know we all know the the statistics of a team's chances to make the playoffs when you start 0-2. I think there'll be a sense of urgency on KC's part, and I think they're going to get business handled. They got Kelsey. They got Jones back. Um, so I think that run defense looks better. I don't think Mahomes is going to have to pass to Tony nearly as much, which means they're going to complete passes. So I, I like Kansas City, but this will be a close one. And, Ty, if the Jags pulled this off, I would not be surprised at all. Well, guess what? All of you went red. I'm going turquoise. I'm starting trouble right now. I'm going with Jacksonville to protect their house and pull off the upset of the day at home. I think they knock off the Chiefs, start the Chiefs off 0-2, and I feel like the Chiefs are the only team that can survive to start the season 0-2 and turn this thing around. I feel like they can go into this season down a couple and still pull yeah. out the gun and start shooting teams down as best as possible. I'm going with Jacksonville to get it done. The next matchup I have, this is an interesting one in itself. A lot of good games this week. The Indianapolis Colts are on the road up against the Houston Texans. Can the Texans get their first win? Uh, or can the Colts put this together and get their first win? This is a very interesting AFC South matchup. I'll go first on this one. I'm going to go with the Texans to protect their house. I think the Texans pull this off and keep the Colts down. I think the Colts have to fix their issues, especially with Richardson getting hurt at the end of the game last week. He's an athletic monster. But I think that he's going to have to figure this out, especially with Will Anderson flying around that field. I feel like the Texans get this one done. Um, Mike, I'll come to you next on this one. Colts or Texans, who do you like in this AFC South matchup? 
So this is a game that I'll be honest with you. Anything could happen in this game, and I would not be surprised. This is sort of the equivalent to like what used to be the Poland Weed Eater Independence Bowl. These are two not very good teams playing. I'm going to take the Texans because they're at home. Uh, and I think D'Amico Ryan gets his first win as a head coach. Ryan, who do you like in this game, Colts or Texans? Listen, I said it last week, and I had many, many people kind of scoff at me when I said it. But I told you last week, Ty, that I thought the best player on the field when the playoff-bound Jaguars and Indianapolis Colts hooked up, I thought it was Richardson. He was all over the place. He was making all the plays for his team. He didn't look like the rookie, and I said, hey, he's going to be the best quarterback in that draft class. I, I, I got to roll with the kid. I think Richardson finds a way to get it done, and I think the Colts come out of Houston with a W. Chandler, who do you like in this matchup? Colts or Texans? Um, I got to take the Texans because I love Anthony Richardson, but I have to keep rooting against the Jim Ursay's drug addict owner, ownership and, and the crap they did to Jonathan Taylor. So I'm, I'm, I'm going home with the Texans. Oh, my God. It, I, I did pick the Texans. Okay, well, let's keep going. So the next matchup, is, uh, this is a disgusting one, and Brian is going last. Um, the Niners are on the road up against the Rams. Uh, the Niners are favored by seven on the road in Los Angeles. People, if you do not know the history, I think it's the past five years, I think so, regular season, the Niners are undefeated for the past five seasons against the Rams, or their last 10 meetings, it's been the Niners. The Rams have not seen the daylight against the Niners. This is this is disgusting when I seen them talk about this last night. I did not know it was that bad. The Niners own them. Can they keep this thing going on the road in SoFi? Uh, Chandler, I'll let you go first. Niners or Rams, can Stafford do it? Um, I'm going Rams. The streak has to end at some point, but also I like the fact that McVay didn't stay in that incestuous little coaching group of the, the Shanahan. The Shanahan, Shanahan, Shanahan. Um, mm. He went outside that. They are running a different run-blocking scheme. He brought in coaches that are not from that tree. Um, I'm going Rams all day, baby. We have an upset brewing. Okay, Mike, who do you like in this matchup? Niners or Rams, who do you like? I think the Rams may be a little bit better than some people expect this year. Uh, you know, their one win was a close win in the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago. But the Niners just have too many weapons. I saw what I needed to see last weekend that Brock Purdy can hit the ball and his elbow's fine. Uh, I just think that the Niners just have too much talent all over the field. Um, I do, to Chandler's point, I appreciate McVay branching out and I think that's something that he needed to do to try to get some different results there. But uh, it's not going to be enough today. I, I'll take uh, San Francisco. Um, Chandler, I'm going to say this to you. If the Rams pull this out, I will apologize on air, and I will call you to apologize. If they pull this out and knock off the completely hot Niners, especially the way they went in Pittsburgh and slapped them around. They slapped the Steelers around. If they 
if Stafford could put this together without Cooper Cup and with Tutu Atwell and the Puka kid and the running attack that still has their questions, I will apologize on air and call you specifically to let you know that you the guy. You that dude, Blue. You my boy, Blue, if you pull this one out. You my boy, Blue, if you pull this out. I'm going with the Niners. Nick Bosa, at least a sack and a half. I'm giving them a sack and a half on Stafford. God knows Stafford going to try to run. That's, that's the one thing about Stafford is uh, in games like this, when he knows he's in front of a challenge, he'll try to make – he'll try to be mobile and try to do a lot too. Hopefully he doesn't turn this ball over so he can make it a game, but I feel like they've had his number for at least the past three years, even when he won the Super Bowl. I'm going Niners. Uh, Brian, your team or the Rams, who do you like? Well, I mean, I'm a realist, and I like winning, so there's no reason to even talk about the Rams. Uh, Niners are going to win this game. They're going to win by 20-plus. It's not going to be 20? close. 20? 20. 20. 20 burgers <laughs> at least. Hi. This is literally just like, like I said with Cleveland – being a bad matchup for Cincinnati, this is a bad matchup, and you've already made all my points for me. The last five seasons, the Niners have dominated this team. Last year, in both games, they won by double-digit figures. Yes, they've branched out. Yes, they've done all this stuff. But you know what? Seattle was winning that game at halftime last week until both the tackles went out. That's when the game changed for those that actually watched. They They can't run the ball. They ran the ball something like 32 times for like right. 90 yards and averaged like 2.3 yards a carry, and that was against Seattle. It ain't going to be better against the Niners, so it's going to be all on Stafford. And you know what? I have been a proponent, and you know this, Ty, I have been a proponent that Matt Stafford is one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL for a long time. And I know Detroit Lions fans hate him. He has he has these these games where they're just, they're jaw dropping. And last week was that game. Not taking anything away from Atwell, not taking anything away from Pua. But if you think that you're going to have 150 yards each for those guys against the Niners defense at, at 49ers South stadium, because let's keep it real. SoFi is going to be about 75% Niner fans. They're going to have a hard time. They're going to have to run. They're going to have to run silent count in their own stadium. If you don't think that that all plays into it, it does. And the first time that Atwell or Pua gets hit, and they realize they realize that this isn't uh, this isn't Seattle. They, it, they're they're going to come back down to reality, man. I'm just I'm just being honest. Like like what's said before me, there is way too many weapons here. The Niners are prepping for a Super Bowl. They didn't come into the game. They didn't come into the season slow like they normally do. The season's different. I, I, I think they're going to hang 35 on the Rams, and the Rams going to be lucky to, to reach double digits. Whoa. My goodness. Um, I think I picked the Niners. I did. Okay. Is there anybody in the kitchen that believes the Cardinals could protect the toaster in the desert up against the Giants? The Giants coming off of a brutal loss. Um, I really feel like this could be redemption row for them, but this is a very interesting game the way that the Cardinals came out the gate up against the Commanders and made that game interesting. Who believes the Cardinals can hold it down at home? I do. I do. 
So you think that they beat the Giants? Yeah, because I don't trust. Listen, Daniel Jones, seriously? I'm supposed to believe in Daniel Jones? Okay. Oh, don't don't let Barry hear I, you. Do not let do not let Barry hear you talk like that. I've gotten to a big argument on here. You could ask Mike. This is this is a serious thing. This is a serious thing up here. <laughs> Daniel Jones is I, that guy, from what I've been heard, hearing. I don't really believe in Daniel Jones wholeheartedly. I do believe that he may be better than Josh Dobbs, and I do believe that the Giants may have a little more talent on their entire roster than do the Arizona Cardinals. Now, uh, that's that's not saying much for a team that has playoff aspirations. They got to show me a lot more uh, to be in this playoff discussion, even though we could be talking about one or two, maybe three really good teams and the rest of the NFC being pretty mediocre. Uh, but I think the Giants win. Uh, if they don't, if they don't win in the toaster, boy, it's going to be some people in the Big Apple pushing the panic button. Brian, would you like to say anything before we get away from the game? Yeah, all I'm going to say is after week one, they they put their eggs in the basket. They, they, they gave it the old college try. Um, I Cardinals Cardinals are already thinking ahead to Caleb Williams at this point. That that franchise, that team is a train wreck. Ownership should be looking to replace the head coach um, and, and, and try to figure out what they're going to do with a roster that that uh, pretty much nobody wants to play on. Just hired the man. He only had one game, and you want to replace him already? Okay, um, I'm going to say this for a second before I do get away from that game. Again, that's why I threw it around like that. I think the Giants win this game. Just like Brian was saying, I won't be shocked that the Cardinals win, but I want the Cardinals to win because I'm not impressed with what I see with the Giants. The Giants still have their issues. They did not fill this roster for all of the praise that they've gotten for making the playoffs last year and the way that they're going into this season right now. A lot of people have expectancy for them to get better. I don't see it. They didn't do anything to make me say they're going crazy. So I agree with Chandler. I really feel like the Cardinals can win this game, but I think that this is a Giants game they have to win. If the Giants lose this game, there, there's going to be too many questions to roll around. I don't think any heads will roll, but I think people will be – it's hot water going on in East Rutherford, New Jersey. If they lose to the Cardinals that are trying to tank, I, I really feel that. I, I really I want to see the Cardinals cause this mischief. I want to see it happen, but I think the Giants win this game. Um, Let me tell you something, TP, before you go to the next game. He mentioned Caleb Williams a second ago. If the Cardinals end up with the worst record in the league and the number one pick, Caleb Williams will go back to school. No. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Depending on what they do with Kyler. Depending on what they do with Kyler Murray. They got to, they just do a whole boatload of money to Kyler, too. that would be real – it's a real funny situation going in the next season for them. That's for sure. Hey, by, um, by the way, by the way, not to not to hijack the show, Ty, but you know what? Is it crazy to think that? And you know, I'm a USC guy. Is it crazy to think that like Caleb Williams might not even be the best quarterback in the Pac-12? Have you seen the kid at UW? He's fire. You talking about Phoenix, right? He's 
tough. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's tough. I'm just telling he's you, like, tough. eye test. I'm saying just eye test. I, I have a hard time looking at that kid and not thinking he's special. He is. He is. It's all three of them. And, and, and Shador, Shador, it's, it's going crazy out there. That is for sure. It's crazy out west. Finally, the Pac-12. Well, they, I can't say finally because it's always been good offenses out west. They just need to start playing defense. That's the thing. But um, let, let's let's keep moving. Uh, Gang Green goes to, to uh, Jerry's world up against these Cowboys. The Cowboys are favored by now eight and a half. That dropped a half a point. Um, is there anybody that feels that Gang Green can go? That Gang Green could go into Dallas and upset the Cowboys. Yeah, I do. Come on, Sam. Come on, Sam. We already had this conversation. I, I know we did. I got to throw it around. I got. Well, I heard Brian too. Do you not alone? <laughs> You're not alone, Brian. Said it too. Okay, so okay. So wait, wait, wait. I'll let I'll let Chandler go first, and let Brian go second. Chandler, your thoughts on your boys? How they get this done in Jerry's world? Um, now, I realize that this court just makes me have to actually have faith in Nathaniel Hackett, who I would literally like to beat to death um, after game one when he caught eight billion straight passing plays when his offensive line is built for run blocking, not pass blocking, because you got eight billion-year-old Dwayne Brown at left tackle. Um, but if they run the ball and Dak – struggles against zone defenses, which is really what they play. They don't really play man-to-man. I know a lot of people think that they really don't play a lot of man-to-man. Um, they play more zone concept. I think Dak is going to turn the ball over at least twice, Ooh. and I think I think the Jets are going to win. If the Jets don't win that nine-point whatever, listen, it ain't going to be no nine-point game. This is going to be a three-point game at best, but I think the Jets can win. Brian Hughes, please tell me what you think, too. You and Chandler are on the same side of the fence. Listen, at this point, you you might as well just take your money and run down and place a bet because me and Chandler never agree, and Chandler would, would, would tell you the same thing. But listen, if you just watch the game with your eyes, right, what did the Jets do really, really well in week one? They ran the goddamn ball, and they played exceptional defense exceptional defense the only reason why the cowboys looked as good as they do and i don't want to take credit away because i know there's a bunch of cowboy fans and they're going to be first thing i'm going to hear is we won 40 to nothing you won 40 to nothing because the giants offensive line is trash they gave up a 64 percent they gave up a 64 percent pressure rate ty that's not a quarterback issue that's not a wide receiver issue. That's not a running back issue. That is an offensive line issue. There is no way they had one of the top three pressure rates for that game in the history of the NFL. On 64% of Daniel Jones's dropbacks, he was under pressure. You can't win a game like that. I don't think the Jets are going to allow Parsons to be a game wrecker. Their offensive line is good, and you know what? I've seen what I needed to see from Bryce Hall to to feel comfortable that this two-headed attack between Cook and Hall is going to be legit. I thought it would be legit later in the year, but Hall looked like he was in midseason form. And you know what? 
I've seen the Niners, my own team, do this year after year after year, year after year after year, make the playoffs and get to the NFC Championship game with outstanding defense and phenomenal running. Ty, me and you had this conversation. To get to the NFC Championship, the Niners beat the Minnesota Vikings, and in that game, Garoppolo had how many passes? Eight. Eight total passes in a playoff game that they got absolutely bushwhacked. Wilson's not going to have to do a ton. He's just going to have to make sure he doesn't turn the ball over. I'm sorry. I know everybody's all over the Giants because they were in the playoffs last year. It's a mirage. They are not as good as people thought they were last year. Dayball did a whole lot. I've said a long time he's a top ten offense of mine in this league. He did a whole lot to make them look a whole lot better than they were. The Giants are the excuse me, the Jets are the real deal. They can run the ball. They can play phenomenal. They have literally playmakers at all three levels. And, and, and if you think Lamb is going to beat Gardner one-on-one, you might as well just cancel him out. Just scratch it. Just scratch it. Gar- Gardner is one of the best corners in this league and is literally, literally going to lock that island down. So Dak does have a propensity to make a few errant passes, and even last week versus the Giants. Now, granted, I know they didn't have to do a lot, but what did he do, Ty? 150, 160 yards, 13 of 25. I mean, the numbers offensively were not great for that team. I think the Jets have every opportunity here. As long as Wilson, for lack of a better term, does not screw this up, meaning errant passes, interceptions, fumbles, play smart, move the ball on third downs, and just run the ball like a sledgehammer, and play good D, I can absolutely see the Jets winning this game. Okay, moving right along. Fellas, I need us to speed up the, the way that we break them down because we, we got four games left. We, we, should be, we should be fine, but I'm just saying I, I know that we are cutting it close. Um, Mike, did you, is there anything that you wanted to say before I get away from it? I, I know you didn't say anything, but I, do you want anything? Yeah. I think that the Cowboys win this game. I think it might be a different story if it were a couple weeks down the line. I just think that Zach Wilson has one more turnover uh, than Dak Prescott. And I think that it's close, though. I I would lay the points. I think that's too many points. Very interesting matchup coming up, right? And if I didn't pick, I'm I'm going with the Cowboys. I I think the Cowboys' uh, defensive line is going to get to Zach Wilson. If Zach Wilson could pull this off, the Jets, got a very hot team for this season. I'm going to say that. A very interesting game. The commanders take their talents across the country to Denver. When I see this matchup, I always think of the, the champ barely uh, Clinton Porter's trade because I'm a hurricane. I think about Clinton Porter's a lot. But um, who wins this game? The commanders are 1-0. The Broncos are 0-1 with their issues out the gate. The Broncos are favored by four at home. Chandler, I'll come to you first. Commanders or Broncos? Uh, Sam Howell still sorry for Washington, so I'm going with uh, Denver. And I'm putting this game on Sean Payton because everybody keeps talking about with Russell Wilson, you need to throw the ball down the field, but you said that he needed to run Sean Payton's offense, which is dink and dunk. Make up your damn minds. But I'm going with Denver. Mike, who do you like in this matchup, Commanders or Broncos? I like 
Denver, I think that the Commanders were fortunate to win last week, um, and I think this is a better football team that they're playing this week. Uh, I'm still not throwing the Broncos, but I think they have enough to beat the Commanders at home. Ryan, who do you like, Commanders or Broncos in Denver? I mean, honestly, Ty, this is like a pick game. <laughs> and I know that sounds disrespectful, but, like, it really is. If, if this was in Washington, like, totally different. But we know Mile High is, is literally one of the – I mean, outside of maybe Arrowhead and, and, and uh, Quest Field or MetLife actually now, but, like, it's one of the biggest home field advantages you can have, the highest altitude field in the entire league. I'm going to go with the Broncos, but I got to be honest with you, I don't necessarily know that they're the better team. And I do think that Washington's defense is going to give them fits, and Russ is going to have to make some plays. So I agree with Chandler's assessment. You know what? You got paid all that money. Uh, Denver gave up draft picks to get Peyton over there. It's time to it's time to show you're still the offensive genius that everybody thinks you are because uh, they're going to need it in this game. If you know me since I started Sports City, there's a reason why I follow the Commanders. Russell, prove to me that I'm wrong about the Commanders. I'm going with the Commanders. It's in my blood. I got to. Um, Russ, I've been supporting you for far too long, and I've been getting let down. People have been talking junk to me saying that he's done. I I still believe you still got it. This is a game that you have to win. You have to win. You can't come out 0-2, especially while Kansas City's struggling. You got to get it done here. I'm going with the commanders just to see if Russ can turn the corner. Can you do it? The next matchup I have are the Dolphins and the Patriots. This takes place in New England, waiting all day for Sunday night. Um, Who do you like and why? Mike, I'll go to you first. Uh, I like the Miami Dolphins. I think that Belichick's going to try to confuse Tua. I think the Dolphins have too many weapons. And as long as as long as long Tua can stay upright through this game, uh, I think they win. I, I liked it. I saw a little bit of life out of the Patriots last week, but uh, they don't have enough to shoot with these guys. Brian, who do you like in this matchup, Dolphins or Patriots? Just for the just for the purposes of time, I totally agree with everything that Mike just said. Uh, I, I think the Dolphins just have too much firepower. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Chandler, who do you like, the Dolphins or the Patriots in New England? I hate both teams, so it's a tie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you better cut it off. So you think this is going to be a tie score? Through, through overtime, yep. this is a tie score game. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm going with Miami. I think Miami gets this done. If if anybody in that secondary could keep up with Tyreek, Tyreek is a top three, if not one of the best receivers in the league. And this guy went freaky crazy on the Chargers. I I, I hope to, uh, Belichick has been doing his homework because that's what Belichick does. He takes your star player out the game. If he can take Tyreek out the game, this would be phenomenal. But I I think the Dolphins are sorry, too much. You going to? You going where? Are you talking to me? Hello? I'm I'm going I'm going Dolphins. Um, moving into the Monday nights and then we can get this thing going. Um, I'll come to you first on this one, Brian. 
Saints or Panthers? This is taking place in Carolina. Who do you like and why? I like the Saints. Um, listen, the Saints defense has been really good for a couple of years. Um, I was a little, I was a little disappointed, obviously, offensively. Um, but the bottom line is, 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 uh, <laughs> I, I have a hard, I have a hard time, I have a hard time going with the Panthers at this point. I think Bryce Young is going to be fantastic uh, in the future, but he did throw a couple picks last uh, uh, last week. And I think that, uh, honestly, I think the Saints are a better defense than ATL. And they were only able to put up 10 points. So I think this is, unfortunately, another growing pain game. And I think Derek Carr and company will get a W. Tim, who do you like in this game, Saints or Panthers? The Panthers are at home, and the Saints are favored by three. Panthers, I don't trust Derek Carr. Mike, is your team – oh, Mike just fell off. Okay. Uh, your team on the road up against the Panthers, who do you like and why? Yeah, you know, every sensible bone in my body says Carolina uh, with the fact that the Saints have just really struggled there. And I think that Brian Burns can get to the quarterback and they can put pressure – but at the end of the day, I think the Saints defense can make life hard on Bryce Young as well. So I'm going to pick with my heart instead of my head and say the Saints find a way to get it done on Monday night and go 2-0. and I think this is going to be a nail-biter game. I, I think people are selling the Panthers short. I feel like they could pull some shock value in this one because this is their way to try to open this thing up at home. Uh, the Saints didn't really impress me against the Titans. They did not. With all the talent that they do have offensively, I feel like they could have turned this thing up, and they didn't. I think the Saints should win this game, but I think the Panthers get the upset. Just feel something shocking about a Monday night game. I'm going with the Panthers for the upset. Um, Browns and Steelers, and then I need plugs and closeouts from each of you. Uh, Brian, I'll let you set this thing off. AFC North battle. Um, can the Browns go 2-0? and can the Steelers end up 0-2? Can Tomlin have these questions in front of him? Give me your thoughts and why and a closeout as well. The answer to all those questions is yes. It can happen, but we we got we to keep in mind, everybody wants to overreact. All of a sudden now Mike Tomlin is a horrible head coach and this and that. No. Uh, Wait, I didn't say he that. Has never had, he has never had a losing season in 16 years. The man is a good coach. He's dealt with a ton of adversity, uh, and he, his team just got kicked in the teeth. I mean, bottom line, uh, I think he'll have those boys ready, and as good as Cleveland is, um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are a whole lot better than they showed, and it is a home game, and they just got embarrassed. So because of all that, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in a fairly close scoring, uh, close game. Uh, Ty, I just want to say I appreciate Appreciate all the uh, everything that you guys do here at Sports City. Uh, anyone that's listening, uh, make sure you check out SportsCityChefs.com. I was having some uh, fantasy football uh, dilemmas, and uh, luckily I was able to go on Sports City Chefs and uh, see the uh, awesome fantasy football article start sit, and uh, it actually had the players that uh, I was contemplating starting uh, in that. 
article. So uh, it did provide some clarity and some info. So I uh, highly encourage everybody to check it out, check out the articles, check out the information on the website. These guys do uh, amazing work. Thank you, boys. That is my big brother out there on the West Coast, and he is now a grandpa. That's Grandpa Brian now. That's Grandpa. That is my grandpa, brother Brian, for real. Um, please, he already supported the website. Show us the love there as well. Um, moving right along. Chandler, give me your thoughts on this game. Browns and Steelers, this is taking place in Pittsburgh. Who do you like and why? The Browns are favored on the road, two and a half, and a closeout as well. Oh, I'm taking the Steelers because Deshaun Watson still hasn't found any massage parlors there in Cleveland. Um, oh, my yeah, God. I yeah, I said it. Oh yeah, I said it. God. I can't stand it. So I'm taking the Steelers. Um, I'm taking the Steelers because, I, I, again, I think Pickett's going to have a good bounce-back game. Um, you know, as a veteran, and I say this all the time, if you're a veteran, relative, friend, spouse, whatever, veteran, you're struggling, 988, option one, 22 veterans commit suicide a day. So it's not just about that. If you just want to talk, want to talk to people, understand you, uh, 988, option one. Um, for a lot of us, it's terrible being a civilian. So start saying yes to opportunities. Whatever it is, go out, go for a walk, go, go get a dog, go fishing, go do something. Say yes to life. Say yes to life. Say no to house guests, but say yes to life. Thanks, Ty. Lord have mercy. This boy's on fire today. Sports City, okay. I'm going to listen to this show again. Chandler is on fire today. Do you hear <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I don't know what to do. He's unstoppable. This this is the pressure I need. Um, Mike, your thoughts on this game? Who do you like and why the Browns are favored on the road two and a half in Pittsburgh? And a closeout. You know, I, I like Pittsburgh. I think that there's some overreaction to uh, what happened last week against a really complete team. I think, I think that Kenny Pickett shows a little bit of growth uh, this week. Uh, I think they're going to miss Deontay Johnson, but I, I think that George Pickens could step up in this game and have a good ball game. I like Pittsburgh close. I think it's probably a field goal game either way. Shout out to UTP, man. Without you, would not be here. Um, shout out to you, breaking news, Brian. He, was, he mentioned the website already, not only fantasy stuff, but finger foods coming up each week. The finger foods this week were entertaining uh, from Giants and Steelers fans. Uh, and then we got shows throughout the week, 9 p.m. Eastern, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights, front office show on Tuesdays, Carl's Cookout on Wednesdays, Roundtable Gumbo with Chandler and myself on Thursday nights. Shout out to you, Chandler. Always fun to share uh, the airways with you and do a show together. And shout out to all the rest of the chefs as well for all the content that we uh, have been putting out there. People, if you go out and uh, check out any of our stuff, like and subscribe, share. That helps us get the numbers up and get more eyeballs on this. And allows us to continue to bring more uh, food for thought for you. Anyway, also check out phiapparel.co, promo code CHEPS at checkout. Peace. We'll talk to you later this week. Poor City, I'm going against the grain from all three of my brothers, from my big brother Chandler to the guy that holds me down every time I land in California to Mr. Harvey himself. I'm going against the grain again. I'm going with Cleveland to get it done, and here is why. You mean to tell me San Francisco came in there and Brock Purdy had his way in Pittsburgh, even though there's a lot for them to deal with. But look at Cleveland. 
Cleveland has the same thing. Nick Chubb is a monster at the running back position. Deshaun Watson is more mobile than Purdy. So T.J. Watt, if he's getting home, Deshaun got to take off. Deshaun can't sit up there taking sacks. And people, I love and respect Mike Tomlin. Pittsburgh defense is an issue. Their secondary is an issue. Their linebacking core is an issue. That's not the same Pittsburgh defense that we know. They can get picked on, and them linebackers are going to have a problem trying to deal with Nick Chubb, let alone Amari Cooper and these guys. They are a problem. I'm going with Cleveland on the road, and they're the favorite in Pittsburgh. I'm going with Cleveland. I'm going against the grain. I'm sorry that this is happening to y'all, but this is how this thing goes down. Sports City, y'all stay tuned to everything that we got going on throughout the week. Just like they said, the website has been going on. We're giving you everything from fantasy to our thoughts. And just like I said, that Shohei Otani stuff got me just alarmed with what's going on in Anaheim right now with the Angels. I can't wait to see it. Shohei, go to Minneapolis. Please go to Minneapolis. That's all I'm telling you. Just take your things. They got culture for you. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> that is for sure. Sports City. These guys have been elected today. I love every last bit of my brothers and every chef that came here and cooked today. But on that note, Tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs again. And if they don't know, now they know. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chefs. Sports city, sports city, chefs. Kaboom, sports city chefs is in the room. Cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, you, Chef, you. Sports City, Sports City, Chef, you, Chef, you. <laughs> yeah. Catch. Catch. Woo. Connecticut. Uh.